Welcome to the Let Your Woo Woo Show podcast, where we discuss a wide range of topics from weird science to everyday miracles. We feature interesting people, places, and ideas. This podcast is about getting curious, educating ourselves, and celebrating all the wild, wonderful, and sometimes weird aspects of this world we share. The intent of the show is to open up our minds to new ideas in a fun and informative way and ultimately help deepen our connection with ourselves, each other, and this world we interact with. If you like deep discussions and out-of-the-box topics, you are in the right place. Welcome. Welcome to Let Your Woo Woo Show, where this episode we are going to be talking to Elodie Saint-Ange-Abou, who is an accomplished astrologer. Um, She is certified, and she's from Quebec, but living in Newfoundland, kind of off the grid. And um, she is, uh, she spent four months in India and she writes for a very prestigious astrology magazine as well. So uh, we have so much to discuss. Elodie, um, you did my natal chart. So I am totally in with astrology now. Like I am true believer. I want to <laughs> tell everybody, get your natal chart done. Seriously, if you like to know about you, which I think that's human nature, we all really love to know more about ourselves, then you need to get your chart done. And I suggest you go to Elodie for it. So Elodie, um, first of all, I want to know, what is astrology in your words? Like, give us a little background into what it is. Okay, that's a, uh, well, astrology, so I don't think everybody agrees on what astrology is, because not all astrologers practice the same way. But Mm -hmm. personally, I say astrology is a language, so it's not even something you need to believe in, really, because it's just a way of looking at time passing through a language. So, you know, when we say it's six o'clock, right? The six o'clock is not happening to us. It's just six o'clock and we use the needle and the number to just know uh, like a measure of time. Yeah, so astro- darker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And astrology, that's the way I like to conceptualize it. It's the same thing. It's just a million times more complicated than the 12 hours of the day. But if you think about it, astrology is the study of the movement of the planets, mostly the sun in relation to the affairs on earth so you know the sun from our perspective the sun rise and sets which has to do with the hours of the day also right Mm -hmm. so it's just a way of conceptualizing our existence here on earth and we use the the movement of the planets to know what time it is in a in a way much more bigger sense than just 12 hours a day (laughs) so i would say it's a language I actually, it's so funny that you say that because just recently I've been trying to wrap my mind around some pretty uh, big ideas. And one of them being, if it's six o'clock in Newfoundland on March, what is this, the 26th? I think this is being recorded from. Then it is now what time in Australia? You know, they've already experienced this. So, but yet, what is the real time for all of us? Because if you take a snapshot of this earth, six o'clock here now and then 12 hours ish in ahead of time in australia so what i'm trying to say here is that time is but an illusion (laughs) or a matter of perspective or a matter of perspective that's a great way to put it yeah right because it depends where the light is falling you know everything goes back to the light because without the sun nothing exists 
<laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So before we got like really into woo woo land and lose everybody, <laughs> which is okay too, believe me, because that's this audience. They know by the title. Um, if not already, they will get to know. This is very. Uh, this can go anywhere, but. In terms of um, astrology, like obviously you had a calling to it. So why did you choose that for your career path or why did it choose you? Yeah, it definitely chose me. Um, so I was always into divination, which is uh, using symbols to get answers. I think everybody do that naturally. It's just that we don't put a name on it. You know, if you go outside and there's a certain type of birds that you like, for example, and you see it and you're like, okay, today's going to be a good day right mm -hmm. that's that's divination or you know more complex like tea leaves for example or tarot or whatever so that's using symbols or, or, or symbolic language to understand your your life to guide yourself so i was always into it since i was a teenager obviously astrology is a very complex divination system so i started when i was 14 or 15 and then um, i was always into it and then eventually when I started really understanding my birth chart, which, you know, I give you a reading. So once I really started to get into my birth chart and understand it more, I realized, oh, you know, I should be an astrologer probably because I could see it in my chart. So then I decided to find a school online and I started studying. That was in 2013. I officially started going to school for astrology and got certified and with astrology, you can improvise yourself an astrologer. You could improvise yourself an astrologer if you want to. So anybody can say they practice astrology, but being certified to consult is, is a whole other ball game because there's ethical concerns when you're consulting with people. So then, yeah, I've been studying for almost 10 years now and never going to stop studying. As you know, it's just really complicated. So I got a few certification and then I started lecturing and such. So I basically become an became an astrologer through seeing it through my own birth chart. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's so funny yeah. because I 100% I, I know what you're saying because um, we got connected through uh, my first guest, which is Brent Beshera, yeah. Besh. And so Besh said, hey, you really like right after our interview, he said, you really got to have Elodie on. And he said, I have my uh, natal chart done. That's what's called, right? Natal chart? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He said, I had um, my natal chart done and he said, it just stopped all of the white noise in my mind um, for him because he then knew himself. So since you gave me you, by the way, um, you know, obviously we're going to give you information on how to contact uh, for the listener, how to contact you, uh, Elodie. But in the meantime, I need the listener to know that for me, when you describe my birth chart to me, I was like, wow. Yes. And then I got, you sent me all these materials. So like, you didn't leave me hanging there. And so since then I did some research uh, on my own, um, based on what you sent and the chart and everything, and, um, went down the rabbit hole of YouTube. And I was like, Oh, blown away. I'm so blown away. <laughs> yeah. Like this explains everything. It's almost like you gave me a roadmap of me. Exactly. That's what I say. It's a roadmap. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like, I don't even care about like future predictions, anything like that. I don't need that for me. I'm yeah. fine. Like, I love that you do that. I will be, um, you know, doing that with you. But for me, it was more so the natal chart was just, 
exactly what Besh said. It just quieted the white noise. Almost, um, not almost, it validated me. Like yeah, I was exactly. on the path of, uh, you know, just self-acceptance and all of that. Um, but this was the, the, the final puzzle piece for now, because, you know, there's all levels, but it was, it was today's <laughs> final puzzle piece of, wow, okay. Everything I've discovered about myself was if you want to say predestined, whatever, but definitely validated. Yeah, so after that little glitch in technology, I wanted to have the listener just be brought in to what has um, the experience of astrology taught you, Elodie? Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> That's a big in that's one sentence. No, I'm kidding. That's, that's a big question. Well, um, it there's a philosophical implication when you practice astrology because you start reflecting on what is faded, how much is faded in your life, and how much free will you have, right? Mm -hmm. And if anything, it taught me, like you, you were saying a bit earlier, to accept what is and to work on what I can actually change with my free will. So when you do have your birth chart, which is kind of like an instruction manual, right? It's a, your birth chart is kind of like a thing. It's a timestamp. It's a time signature of potentiality, right? It represents sort of a seed form of who you are. So there's certain characteristics you can't change. You know, you're born into a certain set of circumstance with certain qualities and certain things to work on. The birth chart allows you to see that pretty clearly. That is faded. But the free will to work on yourself and work on these tangent and work with certain tools that you have is, well, that's your choice. So instead of being a victim of circumstance, it's you can really uh, kind of take the reins of your life and decide to work with what you have basically so astrology for me that's one of the biggest valuable thing is that it allows me to know exactly how to navigate fate not exactly obviously because you know i mean i wouldn't it would be kind of like pretentious to say i understand fate <laughs> but because i spend so much time studying and looking at other people's fate my own fate that's what astrology is in a lot in a lot of ways and reflecting on what is faded how much is faded and how much free will do, do we have so really tweaking this for me is one of my favorite thing it's one of the biggest thing that makes astrology so appealing it's being able to tweak your fate a little bit you know Oh, the cha the challenge. Every yeah. Time, yeah, every time I think of that word challenge, I think of, and you know, very few people remember this episode, but it's an episode of the Cosby show where Bill, where Bill Cosby is like tap dancing and he's sitting in a chair and he's just like, challenge. Well, that's what I feel like <laughs> this is. Like how much can, like you said, how much is fate and how much is free will? Yeah. And what can I do about it? I know for myself, that has always been that push pull of like the pull of fate and the push of control has been part of my seesaw, which I, uh, and now the astrology seesaw, totally get it. I understand. <laughs> 
I have uh, come to accept that I am fated to have a bit of a seesaw mentality. And I've come to um, really appreciate the fact that I live in the gray. Like I'm always trying to balance things. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like I spent most of my life in the push, like control. Yeah. Trying to uh, allow and allow the fate um, and faith to come in. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, well said. Actually, got like concreted with my, our discussion about the natal chart. So I have you to partly thank for that. So thank you. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do with people is really to look at what's polarizing because you know everybody has polarity within themselves. We all have contradictive desires. We know this, but we always try to unify as opposed to work with the different parts of yourself that that requires different things, right? So, so being able to pinpoint your polarities and where the tension is already there, it kind of stops being a problem because you're like, okay, like you said, it's a fir- it affirms that it's like that. And then you can move on, you know, you're like, yeah, I love being with people and I hate people. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> number one on the list for me, both <laughs> strong hate, but irritate <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah that feeling of irritation um when i'm around you know just too much or whatever even too much me (laughs) yeah and that's what i'm that's what i mean by astrology as a language because it's basically putting a name on things that we already know intuitively but when you can see it on a map you can see it in symbols it's really affirming it kind of takes care of it it's like okay well you know this is there's certain things like I have brown hair, I have green eyes, and you know you can't change that. You can wear contact lenses, but um, ultimately that's right. Ultimately, those contact lenses have to come out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, um, if you know, I, obviously astrology is something that we are not going to get to the bottom of this in one podcast episode. This is just like to kind of give people a little taste and. And hopefully get them curious about getting into their own chart. Um, But for you, obviously, um, there is something that astrology has taught you. Um, But what do you think for the greater, like all of us, for humanity, whatever, what do you think astrology can teach us as a whole? Um, Well, there's different types of astrology, right? So what we did together is, uh, it's called natal astrology, but that's only one branch. It's very modern thing. Most of the astrology that always existed had nothing to do with birth chart. Okay. Just to clarify. So first and foremost, I think humans started observing the movement of the planets to understand what's going on on Earth, right? So there is a time to do certain things, and then there's times not to do certain things. And for example, like, you know, we know springtime is time to plant your garden. Very basic, right? Very, very basic. But that's a form of astrology because, you know, the sun is getting warmer. There's certain time to plant certain things. You talk to old fishermen, they know what moon the fish will bite, right? That's, right. that's astrology. So astrology is just a complex part of participation with nature you know so if anything it can teach us to to work with nature as opposed to try to have 24 7 neon lights be productive because there's a time for everything and and basically that's what astrology is it's just a natural 
the natural course of things. So it can teach us to just, you know, time ourselves with, with nature a little bit better. <laughs> you said that it's almost like it's a simple thing. Like, I just love how kind of aloof you were just like, you know, that's how fishermen do it. And, you know, that's astrology. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, like that's astrology. But like, it is astrology. Oh, my goodness. It's so yeah. it. It's like, because, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say astrology, basically, very, very simple. It's the study of how the planets influence the affairs on Earth. Now, maybe not necessarily energetically. It could be just like when the planet is here, these things seem to happen on Earth. Like I was saying, the six o'clock, the needle on the six o'clock doesn't make the six o'clock. It just tells us it's six o'clock. So when when it, when Saturn is in certain part of the sky, these things seem to happen on Earth. It it's indicative of something. Doesn't mean that Saturn is beaming down on us, making things happen. It's just kind of like the needle of a clock. That's how I see it. I love that analogy. You're so good with this, like just simplifying it. Um, I, you know, when it came down to me, the biggest, uh, as I was doing my research and I guess the biggest scientific evidence, if you want to say, um, for me came down to the moon and the pull of water. You know, we, we know that the moon has a direct um, correlation or direct effect on water. And then, you know, the fact that we're 75% plus water and how much we are affected by the moon. Like I have a, I have a, my sister-in-law's a kindergarten teacher. She will tell you if she, if it's a full moon, she may not say it herself, but if I ask her if the kids went crazy, she would, oh my goodness, they were wild <laughs> today. Right? That's a different, yeah, the moon, the moon is different a little bit than the rest. In astrology, we use seven visible planets. So the furthest visible planet is Saturn. Then we have Jupiter, and then we get closer and closer. There's Mars, Venus, Mercury. The moon is a little bit different because the moon gravitates around the Earth as opposed to the other planets that we use. So, you know, the pull of the moon, I think there's a real, I mean, this, that's proven. There's a real biological factor. Women's period are timed with the moon. The, the tides of the ocean are timed with the moon. The, I think the inside, um, the amniotic fluid has the same concentration of salt as the, the ocean, right? Yeah. So there's, uh, there's something with the moon that's def definitely um, at another level when it comes to the push and pull of what happens on Earth. And I've been uh, involved in a research with the moon for the last two years in terms of dreaming and the stuff that, um, that we've come, come across is actually quite spectacular. Okay, so is this something we have to do a separate podcast interview about me? <laughs> well, those research are in in still in progress. I have lectured about it. I ha we have a website uh, just for this research project. There's a there's going to be a lot more coming through, but I can I can speak of it. There's a lot that came through with the moon and, and dreaming, especially. Okay, separate podcast episode because obviously I don't <laughs> you, me, the yeah. list on here for four hours, which yeah. I could. Okay, so note to self, we're gonna have you on again. Um because <laughs> I'm telling you, I am a I write down my dreams now. 
You're a uh, lunatic, basically. Uh, L- lunatic, I am right? Unbelievable. <laughs> okay, just to give perspective, just this week alone, I have dreamt about a serial killing incident. Um, and it's not a nightmare to me. It's just yeah. a fact um, and an apocalypse. So just going to put that out there that I am definitely a lunatic. Um, but again, both dreams, neither of them were crazy nightmares. So it's hard to explain. But anyways, yeah. that's the topic. Just dream dream is a whole other thing. And I, I, I am absolutely fascinated with dreams also. Me too. Well, me too. Yeah. I really feel like there's so much to be interpreted there. And again, we'll talk about that on a separate episode. Yeah. Hey, Stephanie, get your head back. It's astrology day. Okay. So... <laughs> So um, what I have to ask you after, because you've charted quite a few people, including yourself. I know you charted um, your partner. So in terms of charts, what has been the coolest discovery you've ever had on a chart? Oh my God. You mean like reading people's charts? Yeah. Like, is there any specific situation that pops out in your mind that you're like, I've, yeah. I've read like thousands of charts. Okay. I, and I can tell you, everybody has a unique birth chart, just like a thumbprint. And so really there's nothing, you know, everybody is special in their own terms because they have, everybody has a unique time signature, even twins. That might be the most fascinating thing is twins who have the exact same birth chart um, because there's always a few minutes difference sometimes five minutes when they're born, right? So the birth chart will be slightly different, but they, what happens when two people have exactly the same birth chart? And that's when it gets really interested, interesting because if you think of the birth chart like a toolbox that you have all your tools in, but life presents you with a different set of circumstance where you're gonna need different tools. So life happens differently for these two twins and therefore they develop differently because life cannot happen exactly the same way for these two people. And that's when, again, we go back to fate and free will, right? There's faded element, they have the same toolbox, but life, life, which is also faded, things happens to them and then they will use their tools differently. And so it's interesting to see how twins, like birth chart of twins, how they develop slightly differently, but oh. still fundamentally the same too. It's that's really probably one of the most fun thing to do as an astrologer. Yeah, no kidding. Cause it's almost like that's that you're not really going to get scenarios much better than that to see how the chart, like you said, develops or not how the chart develops. Cause that stays the same. That's concrete. Yes. Yeah. How they develop, you know? Yes. And with, with the set they have, because they're born in the same with at the same moment in a birth chart. That's what it is, right? A birth chart is simply a picture of the sky at your time of birth. It's just like a time stamp. You were harvested here in South Africa in winter. You taste like this. This is your flavor. You were <laughs> harvested in China in the middle of winter. This is your flavor, right? So it's kind of like a flavor. And then we all have this like global experience that's happening. So that it's just like this. 
sometimes when I get into it for me and uh, rightfully so it's the same feeling I used to get as a child when I'd look up in the sky and start thinking of space and I, ironically obviously the planets I get it the a correlation here but I used to every time I think about it and I go deeper and deeper and deeper I used to blow my own mind you know I'd be sitting there and I'd be like okay I'm getting up from here because it's so deep <laughs> I think you're glimpsing with astrology when you really get into it you're glim glimpsing at the inner mechanic of God or you know whatever you want to call the universe the world universe, yeah life consciousness so you're we have a small fraction of the inner mechanic of everything and it would be again so pretentious to to say we understand you know we're mm -hmm. only getting a small little clue small little clues to work on but there's no way that we can understand really you know no, it's what true, is I'm going to try, Elodie. I'm going to try. Because <laughs> that's who I am. <laughs> Sagittarius rising. Yep. On a quest. <laughs> on a quest, on a mission. Yep. Like, I am on a mission to, yeah, solve this puzzle. Don't know what the puzzle is, but I'm going to solve it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but I love, absolutely love it. And I love the fact that, okay, so for instance, um, you know, there could be some skeptics here, and that's fine. I love skeptics. Um, who are listening and, and maybe not uh, really getting it, but I'm going to say to anybody who might be a skeptic, please get your natal chart done because I, since we've been talking, I've been online and I've been doing some research or whatever. And um, as I'm going through all the aspects of my signs, so say even just like keeping with the three main themes, like yeah. what's rising, the sun and the moon. Um, whenever I'm listening to the, say a YouTube video about each one, I tune out the moment that they're not in my actual house, you yep. know, I'm because it doesn't, it's not that I tune out completely, but it's not the same feeling as when they're in my house, because when it comes down to my house, like uh, my rising sign, whatever house it's in and whatever it is, that to me, it tunes, it's like, yes there's this feeling of home there's this feeling of that is me um at least that's been my experience have you ever had anybody in your readings um who didn't really connect to their natal sign so it's not so much people not connecting with the birth chart mm -hmm. um as the language of astrology not resonate resonating with people so it i think it takes a certain kind of it's not for everybody the language is so complex as you know it's a lot of conceptualizing a lot of abstract sort mm -hmm. of concept you're like but how does it work how is this rising sign defining how i look physically like you know how like if you if you start thinking like that or if if people have a tendency to think more logically like my partner for example he's like but how does it work <laughs> you know you can't mechanically understand it it's it's a it's a you have to conceptualize it and it's very abstract so i think it's not so much that when i sit with people um they don't resonate with what i'm telling them as much as they don't resonate with the language of astrology which is actually really heady you know it's really yeah. heady and it's not for everybody so yeah. okay 
so usually that I don't actually have people that come to me who don't resonate with the language because if you're going to pay an astrologer to have your chart done most of the time it's because there's you know you you want to know I did do psychic fairs where I sat down at a table and like random people paid me like 50 bucks for you know 15 a half hour whatever and that was more kind of fast paced and random people but there's always a place to meet people in their humanities because people want to hear about themselves like you were saying right mm -hmm. so i i try to gauge if people are not intellectual type and they can't really get the language i try to vulgarize and everybody loves to hear about themselves that's right but the but the language of astrology is not it's not for everybody it's not like you're not getting your fortune told you have to make the effort of self-reflection and that's the biggest thing for me as an astrologer when i sit with somebody i make that very clear i say i'm not doing the work for you you're gonna have to do the effort of self-reflection yourself we're gonna have a conversation i'm gonna explain to you the landscape of your chart but it's your territory and I have no clue how it feels to be you. So you're going to have to make the effort of, of reflection. If you're not willing to make this self-reflection effort and you just want to have answers all cooked up, astrology might not necessarily be the, the tool for you. You might be better with like a psychic person that can give you answers. Well, I don't even know about that because I've seen all of them. Like I... I agree with you completely in the way that uh, if you're looking for concrete, I don't know if there is concrete, like in this no. world in general, you know, no. um, even, even as we learn and grow, I mean, like you said, fate versus um, our own free will, we as people and our experiences, they change and like soften us in areas and harden us in areas. And we're just so dynamic. It's like, it's like trying to explain, um, you know, go the deeper you go, you know, like we are, uh, we're solid. No, we're not. We're actually, if you go down to a molecular level, <laughs> yeah, ain't, ain't nothing solid about any of us. Right. And absolutely. Uh, yeah. That it's just kind of every layer. It's like the onion, you know, every layer we peel off, there's another layer, there's another layer. And like you said, I don't think it is necessarily something that in, is for us to know on this planet school earth school whatever you want to call it but uh, any of that know, made sense or not <laughs> i think and also it goes back astrology natal astrology goes back to understanding yourself right mm -hmm. so there's nobody else in the world better than you to know yourself mm -hmm. nobody else can tell you who you are and that is sort of, I think, as a practicing astrologer, the number one rule I have is I'm never going to pretend that I know somebody more than they know themselves. But, but people tend to relinquish their power. You know, they tend to give away their power and be like, tell me who I am. Tell me who I am. Obviously. I mean, I've done it to astrologers too when I was like 17, 18, when I was in crisis mode or does he love me, you know? But there's never anybody else placed in the world to know the answer except you. So the only, my only job is to be a guide along to show you the territory, your own territory, you know? I love that, a guide. Yeah, and you are definitely that. 
Well, I know in our reading, when we were together, I actually, um, there wasn't a moment that I wasn't like, yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, for sure. That is me completely. So I felt very seen if that. Yeah. Um, but I also believe that if you were coming in to do an astrology reading, the better that, um, you know, yourself, like I, I know I've done just through a lot of, like you said, a lot of uh, tension and through the things that have happened in crisis, I have, um, really come to know myself as much as I can right now. Right. Like mm-hmm. as much as I can see myself. So when you said all that stuff, I felt like I was really set up for it, but I also feel like it can help a lot of people who are really questioning because it can be a start off point. And I actually, at this, I can say from a place of heart that I believe enough in this now that I would say, if you are in question mode for any of the listeners, then this might be, or is a great place to start to find the answers you're looking for. Like go start here, go uh, uh, get a natal reading done, natal chart reading, go forth and explore yourself, go forth and take that. If it, it, and let that be that your foundation, if it needs to be, because I know for myself, like you said, 17, same thing with me. Like I've been searching for who am I up until like, I'm nearly 40. And it's only right now that I'm feeling like, yeah, I am who I am. Like, uh, I, I can certainly do better, but I am good enough. Like I don't need to be different as such. I need to, you know, I may need to walk about the earth a little differently for my life's purpose, but I don't need to change me. But that, yeah. would, that wouldn't have been what I would have said at 20. At 20, I would have said, I want to change me. I want to change you. I want everything to <laughs> right now. Nobody is acting right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, 40, my mom always said 40 is a nice decade for women. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm a year away. I'm a year away. I'm not even 39 yet. I'll be 39, as you know, in, in May, but I, uh, yeah, I definitely would agree with that. I'm there. 40 is the best age. Um, <laughs> and then I'll say 50 is the best age. And then I'm sure I'll say 60 is the best age. It just goes better as you get older because you're getting wiser. It is true. And wisdom <laughs> is power. Yeah. I'm telling you. That's and, right. And, and not power over others, power over ourselves, which is you give me somebody who has power over themselves. Like, I feel like for you, like I can feel this energy of a knowing in you. And I'm like that I could spend hours talking to you and I don't even know you like, this is our only second conversation. Um, and I'm sure the listener feels the same way. So but it's because we have synastry between our two charts also. So oh, that's a whole other game, but you know, you can look at two people's birth chart and if there's important connection, then you know where people get along. Mm. And you have a sun in Taurus and I have a moon in Taurus. So we have that connection. Yeah. So you like good food. You like a little of like, oh my God, absolutely. Yes. Yes. And I love animals. Oh, that's a typical Taurus thing too. Oh my goodness. My love for animals. Sometimes uh, I, I, I have to equate us all as being beings on this earth because sometimes I get so involved in animals. I'm like, do I like animals more than people? <laughs> There's no difference. No, not true. There's a love for everything, but yeah, sometimes I do enjoy the company of animals more than humans. How about you? Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> Cause they don't, 
they don't they just love you whatever you whatever you do you know oh i love it so we, <laughs> talked, um, we talked a little bit now about you know kind of i think the listener has a great idea about what astrology is and what it can do for them so in terms of you and what you do what is your favorite thing service to provide for people education yeah i don't even have to think about it yeah like i i do consultation but i like i was saying earlier i don't like giving answers all cooked up i like it i like educating people about astrology so that they can actually do their own work on themselves if i teach you the language of astrology and how it works the basics the houses where to look then you can do your research on your own on your own time and you can because it's a work in progress like you were saying we're very complex we're multi-layered there's a lot of layers to peel off understanding yourself is a lifetime and more you know you're never going to figure all yourself it's the same thing with your birth chart you can never get to the bottom of your birth chart because you can never get to the bottom of your own self there's always more to know about yourself so if i teach astrology to others uh it's a lot better it's it's not as good for business maybe i don't know I, but i don't really care because this is a vocation for me so it's i'm more interested in helping other people understanding the language so that they can also use the language on their own because you know like i said it's a, it's a lifetime thing if you take your own chart and like you said you're doing your own research then you get all sorts of answers it's it's constant and then you can observe yourself and what there's something really incredible that happens is the more you understand your chart the deeper the revelation so you think you know you you get your first reading you're like oh wow this is cool but you're on the surface and the more there's always more and always more and it gets more profound and more profound so it's you know it's it's worth for me the, the education is worth for me and just also showing that astrology is not something outside of ordinary life because like i was saying being on earth participating in night and and day is is astrology astrology is just humans have always observed the, the movement of the planet you know the oldest lunar calendars that exist are 350,000 years old. <laughs> Cave people were were making little carved lunar calendars, and they've been found all over the the Earth, Australia, everywhere. You little quest with that, haven't you? I, yeah. I bio, yeah. Well, because I when people say you believe in astrology, and it's like astrology shaped culture. Yeah. astrology shaped human the human experience on earth i just had an epiphany I, I don't know if this makes sense at all but if you don't it's like believing in astrology would be like the same thing as you don't believe in music yeah basically yeah you know, like it's if yeah. you want to think of it as an art or a science um it's kind of i find it funny because i i by the way i'm all about science like i love if i can find a scientific um proof for it then i'm solidified i'm like okay yep done i believe <laughs> yeah. it done. Um, but I also have this like uh, very big curiosity for just things that can't be explained. Um, and that's my quest to try to explain them, right? But it, it all comes down to the fact that some things we can accept as art 
And then why is it some things that certain of us um, can't accept as art? And that's okay, right? That's okay. Some people have some things in science that they can't accept. There is, I haven't watched it yet, but there's a, uh, a Netflix uh, documentary uh, about flat earth and they have people on there. I watched the little preview and they're talking, actually have evidence about why the earth is actually flat, not round, right? Yeah. Different episode altogether for the woo-woo show. But, um, you know, it's just my whole point in saying this is, is that belief is so personal. But when it comes down to things like this, like I read tarot, I think you're a fan of tarot. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read playing cards. I, I read playing cards too. Oh, nice. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so I just started. I, I'm very new. I'm but a baby, but I find it so interesting. And I keep wondering, like, why am I so attracted to this? Because I'm so logical in most ways. Um, but then I'm like, oh, but it's it's been proven to me. So almost like the same way that somebody loves a song, a certain song, and somebody else doesn't like it. Like this song resonated with me. The cards resonate with me. Um, yeah. Somebody else, it could be like, the way I think about it is going out into nature. Like somebody else could be um, their resonation with, um, just the art is maybe going out and, and putting their feet into a stream or, you know, that kind of, I see it all as the same. I honestly don't know if that little rambling made any sense whatsoever, but in my mind, I was like having a revelation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that when it comes to divination, which again, astrology is a complex divination system. Tarot is divination. I think humans have been using symbols to guide the, their, their life for ever forever it always existed it's a different way of knowing right so it's not so much that we need to prove it by science we need to take a step back because i and i I, i'm also very i value the scientific method i use that in my own research but we have to take a step back and just look at what how humans have come to where we are now and do we call that evolution really uh, because there's a lot of damage that's also being done with science, right? So I think the instinct of using uh, like different methods is just, it's inherent as being part of the human experience. I think you're so right. right? And, and looking for meaning, you know? Yeah. Like, we uh, need meaning. We need do, meaning. Do we want to be on a ball floating in space and that's gravity and whatever and it's meaningless that's it that's all there is we're just on a rock in space floating and that's all there is to it there's no point no meaning and there are some people who do think like that and that's you know what if that's their that's their thing that's their thing but for me that's a very sad life i like that that would make me so sad to believe that um all of this complexity like as you said just one subject astrology is so complex and that's only one subject on this earth so you we know. need we need to contextualize our experience as human and that's what astrology can do also because we're telling the story of you right as okay. astrologer we're telling your story we're mythologizing who you are you, it. it becomes it becomes your story and there's a context for it and there's a lot of imagery and you have different things you know if we study your mars placement for example just mars just mars will tell us of how you process anger and uh your type the way you assert your will the kind of sword you you have right 
And that's already just that is, is mythologizing. And we're telling stories about how you use your sword. You know, I love it. My sword, I have it right in front of me. And maybe you could give a little insight in this. My sword is in the 11th house. So in the ideals, um, altruism, friends, social groups, clubs, hopes and wishes. And I feel like it's very strong here. You have you have Mars. Um, so you have Mars. Let me think. Sag, Scorpio, Libra, Mars and Libra, right? Yep. Um, yeah. So you're at actually Libra is the sign of uh, it's it's a sign of relationship relating to others. Right. Mm -hmm. So so having feedback, having back and forth with others. Mars does not like to collaborate. Mars likes to do things on its own. So already we can see a little bit of duality. Mars is not completely comfortable in the sign of Libra because Libra is the sign of getting along with others. And Mars is the warrior planet. So what happens with Mars and Libra sometimes is I want to get along, but I also want to get my way. How do I do that? Yeah. Right? 100%. And it can, <laughs> but in the 11th house means that you're called to collaborate or you're called to uh, team up with others to bring your will forward. And Mars is your will, right? So there's a, and, and we could go back, we could go more into Mars and Libra because it's considered um, not really comfortable. It's like, how do I express anger? Mars doesn't know how to express anger in Libra. So imagine uh, a warrior in a porcelain shop. Mm. it's kind of like that it's like it's like i'm i have where how do i move here you know <laughs> it's a little bit like that oh my goodness and number one <laughs> funny enough but i am a bull in a china china shop like that's what my family calls me a bull in a china, china shop so whether that be irony or faded <laughs> whatever but i have to say you also have venus in aries right you have venus in aries in the fifth house Mm -hmm. Venus is the planet that rules Libra, right? Mm -hmm. Venus, Venus governs the sign of Libra. Mars governs the sign of Aries. So you have Venus in Mars sign and you have Libra. Uh, sorry, you have, you have your Mars and Libra in a Venus sign. Yeah. You have each other in each other's sign. So in astrology, yeah. we call that a mutual reception. Okay. And a mutual reception means that they're in each other's signs. So they kind of give favors to each other's. Okay. So, so Venus and Aries, Venus is like, hey, Mars, because you have Venus and Aries in the fifth house of creativity. Mm -hmm. So you want to be doing your own thing. You have your own ideas. You have your own blazing path ahead of you, Venus and Aries. Okay. Yep. But there's also a dynamic happening in the 11th house, Mars and Libra, which is, has a lot more to do with collaboration. They, because they are in mutual reception, they're in each other's sign, there's something happening here. It's almost like they have a phone line to each other. And we, we can talk more about that, but it's a special kind of, um, how do you say, like what I was telling you, Mars and Libra is not super comfortable, but because you have Venus and Aries, you you have that special there's something happening there with mars and venus in your chart which is worth exploring oh my goodness but i have but it's called a yeah it's called a mutual reception yeah 
I have, I've actually been told by my many, many coaches and mentors that or not told because they don't tell, they suggest that I um, work on my collaboration and connection. Um, and it's not that I don't love other people or anything like that. And not to get too much into like me here, but it's just, it's so interesting when we get into our birth charts, because for me, um, I love humanity so much. Um, so much. And I, I feel like I want to give so much. And then to have this will, um, have this calling to be so um, isolated in that or so like uh, uh, such a calling to have a leadership role to be <laughs> the lead. I'm actually not as comfortable not being a leader. Yeah, right? because Aries is the pioneering, pioneering. Okay. And, and Venus and Aries is interest in pioneering. Aha. Yeah. So there you go. Like for me, I just know that any team I have, it's, it has to be a partnership, not a feeling of, um, necessarily me working for them. It wasn't until two years ago when I went, actually got out on my own, um, in my, uh, hair business that I actually came into myself fully, yeah. fully. Um, it's been really hard for any of my uh, quote unquote bosses or leaders. I think it's been really hard for them um, before I, I got to know myself. Right. And I'm just saying like, you know, this is just me in my story with like how um, just how the birth chart, the natal chart has really allowed me to see and be okay with that. And, and, and to, you know, just know, okay, that that's not a negative thing. It's not something that was um, necessarily forced upon me or anything like that. That is something that if you want to go to the kind of woo woo, that is something I chose when I was born, you know, yep. I chose to be exactly. my soul said, girl, you got to lead this life, you know? So, um, but you I still care to... about, you still care about what oh. people think because Mars and Libra yeah. in the 11th house is very concerned about other people. So you still have yeah. to, you still have to manage that. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's what I mean with the birth chart. It's kind of when you're peeling layers, you're it, each placement is like a little key. And you open the door and it's a whole world. Oh, it's so it's a full-time job. It's a wonderland, right? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I'm like, okay, am I going to take this pill, make myself small and go in there? Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> will I come back out? I don't know. I won't come back out the same person, but then again, will I? Yes. Cause my natal chart says I am. Um, <laughs> I, just, I just absolutely love it. And I have loved every conversation so far that I've had with you. I'm just so excited to now have another topic to talk about. So we'll definitely go into the dream world next time. Um, let me, oh my goodness. I'm so happy <laughs> to have you. I'm so happy that you were so, um, open and willing and just so you're obviously a natural born teacher um you know just the way that you explain it and the stories you tell because it is you're right it humanity is all about the story right? yeah and we all want to be the hero of our own story absolutely and, and you allow with astrology i feel like uh, you in particular um, you allow people to be that hero and you do that by not uh, superimposing yourself onto it. And so thank you for that. I highly recommend to any of the listeners, you need to get in contact with Elodie. Um, she will, she will hook you up with you. Believe me. Um, <laughs> well so said. I'm going to hire you as an agent. <laughs> well, I am pure creative. So you know, like, 
we can yeah. definitely collaborate. Um, yeah, you know, like in terms of collaboration, I am way open to that. Uh, and for me, I love collaborating with other leaders. Now, you That's know, awesome. Yeah. Back, back to the chart, right? Um, <laughs> so if you want to get a hold for the listener, if you want to get a hold of Elodie, she does, her website is ninthhouseastrology.wordpress.com. So that's um, the number nine, T-H-H-O-U-S-E, astrology.wordpress.com. And uh, what is, Elodie, you also have a horoscope that you write for as well. Yeah, um, I write horoscope for a website called Astrograph, which is a, it's a software company that does astrology. It's an astrology software company. So they're based in California, but I write monthly horoscope on the Astrograph website, which I'm supposed to be doing right now. <laughs> I am taking you away from that, but it's for good because the world needs you and they need, you know, all the listeners need to know, um, even though you're off the grid, that you're available. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, with the world online now, it's easy. I know. And nobody's really off the grid. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I loved your website actually, because for the listener, uh, we're both myself and Elodie are both residing in Newfoundland. If you're not familiar with Newfoundland, because I do have a, a global audience. Um, it is, it is such a wonderful terrain. Um, I don't know how the first settlers came here and lived, uh, like there should have never been people that settled here. <laughs> never, never, but we have, and we love it. Um, but she, in her website, it says, uh, she lives, um, off kind of off the grid in the boreal forest. And, you know, it's so true, but I never thought of Newfoundland having like the boreal forest, but it's, it is, <laughs> no, it is like you are in the depths of the wild in Newfoundland and might be one of the, you know, it's, it's one of the rare places on earth that we don't have to have, um, everybody on top of each other. We have space, which is why I will always live here. Cause I just love being able to have space. And that's why I've been here for 15 years. <laughs> and I love that you're here because now I'm open up, girl. You're not getting rid of me. Woo! Um, <laughs> just out there. Okay, so back to the listener and back to where so we are going to connect with Elodie on her website. Um, and again, you can go to um see to read her blog and her horoscopes. I'd love for you to do that. Um, and yes, so we'll keep in touch because we are going to do another episode about dreams. Woo! That's exciting. <laughs> um, so in that case, I'm gonna definitely keep recording my dreams because we're going to talk about a couple and I'd love to hear yep. Sounds good. in saying that if the listener in the comments if you want to um, write in a little description of a dream we may be able to just like go there we can't interpret anything because I think that's self-interpretation with dreams but we can just talk about like all the craziness that and all the excitedness that happens in that old whole dreamland um, but yeah thank you so much for being on here and thank you, thank you for sharing your knowledge on astrology and really making it edible for the for the listeners I appreciate thank that you so much for having me God bless. And I would love to all the listeners. Love to you, Elodie. And we will catch up with you another time. Bye. Well, that concludes this episode of the Let Your Woo Woo Show podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and don't forget to share to anyone you think would enjoy it. And remember, we are all a little woo woo. That's what makes you you. Much love to you all. Until next time. <laughs>